Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 3304 Sports Podcast. I'm Robert Bateman, joined alongside Connor Mardian and Ishan Lamba. Bringing you episode 200-something. There's a bunch of them at this point. I'm sure you as a viewer know which one it is. We do not. So, guys, let's jump right into it. Virginia Tech's women's team, they're absolutely flying. ACC tournament champions for the first time in the Virginia Tech program history. And it just keeps getting better for them. They are the fourth number one seed in the NCAA women's tournament. And I thought it would be fun if we just went through and basically just went through every single matchup they could play, assuming they play the highest seed possible. So we'll just negate upsets for the sake of time. And we'll go game by game through the NCAA tournament all the way until the championship and see what the different matches Virginia Tech could be seeing are and our thoughts on them. Work for you guys? Yeah, let's do it. All right. More than down. Wonderful. So first, this matchup is guaranteed no matter what. It's going to be Virginia Tech versus Chattanooga. Kenny Brooks, actually good friends with the head coach of Chattanooga, earlier this week said it's great because he doesn't even have to do scouting because they all run the same place. How are we feeling about that one? That one will be inside Castle Coliseum as well. I think that should be a relative cakewalk for Virginia Tech. Obviously, they know Chattanooga well, and they simply are out-muscled them in most every single possession. So I think they should walk away with that, especially with the Castle Guard there. I would agree. Uh, You know, Virginia Tech has been pretty much unstoppable, just the one loss all season in Castle. So, uh, I mean, it's a 116 matchup. So, Again, probably should be a guarantee, but I think that Chattanooga is uh, is one of the better 16 seeds you could ask for. Obviously, you mentioned Sean Poppy, the head coach there. I mean, he's really turned it around in one season. Last year, Chattanooga was 7-23 and 23 and was an afterthought, and in one season, he's turned it around. Now they're 20-12. and 12. They won the SoCon, so that's not nothing, and they got two players averaging over 15 points. Raven Thompson is a true freshman doing that. So that's really impressive. So I think Chattanooga will give tech some problems, but overall I'd say tech probably has this one in the bag. Yeah, I'd have to agree there. And just looking at some of the stats, I mean, Chattanooga hasn't even played a top 25 opponent, whereas Virginia tech is six and two against them. So I'm going to agree there. I think Virginia tech takes that one pretty handedly. Well, if they beat Chattanooga, their next matchup, which also would be inside uh, Castle Coliseum, would be against USC. Yeah, so once again, USC, the 2-6 and six against top 25 teams, they are a step up, a bigger name than Chattanooga, and being a Pac-12 team that does strike fear in some fans' hearts. But I once again do see Virginia Tech winning uh, this one. They've played much better teams, performed much better to them, and they're on a hot streak right now. Yeah, I would agree with Connor. You know, it is a power five program. So that obviously does, you know, strike a little more fear in the heart than than Chattanooga would. Uh, and I think that they they kind of got uh lowballed here with the seed. Um, and I think that's just because they lost their opening game in the Pac-12 tourney. I think if they had gone on a little bit of a run, then they could have been seven, even six. So uh yeah, I definitely feel like they're better than uh, a number eight seed. And they, they've been relatively hot as of late, and they've received votes for the top 25. But again, Virginia Tech at home, the team is just clicking on all cylinders now. I mean, they're they're coming into the tournament with an 11-game win streak. If they beat Chattanooga, that's 12. 
and the the whole team's just humming along so i don't think unc would stand much of a chance either yeah i i think this is an interesting first two games for virginia tech because i don't know if you guys would agree but both chattanooga and usc are ranked lower than i would really put them i'd put chattanooga probably a 12 seed in my opinion and usc at maybe like a six yeah i i would definitely agree and then when you look at when you look at last season how virginia tech and the women's bracket had to face florida gulf coast there were so many fans being like hey they are not a 12 seed at all they probably should have been somewhere close to like an eight seed and, and virginia tech uh with a pretty shocking upset loss to them so it's it's definitely tough from a virginia tech perspective all right well virginia tech beats usc there then they'll go on to play number four seeded tennessee that matchup will actually be really solid and that'll be the first matchup for virginia tech in seattle yeah so virginia tech they played tennessee earlier they won 59 56 and at first it didn't look like it was going to be that close to an affair i remember they beat tennessee 23 to 13 in the first quarter but they let it slip and that ended up being a very close game it does scare me because tennessee obviously uh historically very good women's basketball team but i don't think they have it as much anymore and i think if you took away the name being tennessee most virginia tech fans would think it is in their favor so i do think virginia tech will win that one yeah, this one is pretty tough. Um, you know, Sweet 16, you're sort of starting to get into the thick of things about uh, potentially, you know, really quality opponents that you face. And Tennessee, I mean, they're an AP top 25 team. And they, like Connor mentioned, like they, they made it a game against Tech earlier in the season. And just recently in the SEC tournament, they made it to the finals uh, by coming back down 14 against LSU in the first half, which is not nothing. LSU is a top 10 team in the country, in my opinion. And then they kept it close against the, the unanimous number one overall in South Carolina for the first half. So this is definitely a formidable team. Uh, I think uh, Coach Brooks would definitely have his work cut out for him on this one. I would be inclined to say that Virginia Tech makes it out here. Yeah, I also think Virginia Tech makes it out here, but I think this will be a very tough game. Um, it's really no secret that Virginia Tech's run to the championship is actually really hard. And Tennessee, they beat them earlier this year, but up there in old Rocky Top, I mean, they keep games close. And I think the stat that they're 1-25 against top 25 teams is really misleading because this Tennessee team really can pull out a game out of nowhere. It just this the stat really isn't in their favor. You know what I mean? Well, if Virginia Tech does pull out that win against Tennessee, they'll go on to play UConn. UConn being the two seed here in the Seattle three bracket. That'll be an incredibly tough game. Thoughts on that one, guys? Yeah, I mean, it's powerhouse after powerhouse for Virginia Tech, as you mentioned earlier, Robert. UConn's ranked number two in the net rank. Although, once again, it's not the UConn that we're used to seeing. I know they've kind of fallen a little bit out of form. I mean, I know they make it to the Final Four essentially every single year, but it's not the powerhouse that it once was by many means. I do think this will be tough, but UConn without Paige Beckers and the being Edry Redden, I do think Virginia Tech has a chance. I think this will be a very close game, and I could see it going either way. but. 
I want to see what Jantic like do, and I think they can, especially with Kitley and Amor late in the game. Yeah, so completely agree with Connor that this is not the same UConn team we've seen in the past. I mean, UConn versus Virginia Tech in in you know the past five or six years, it wouldn't even be a question. It would be UConn all the way. Without Paige Booker's, that it's kind of tough. Um, but currently Virginia Tech is the only number one seed projected by uh you know stats make stats leaders like 538 to not make it out of its bracket, and that's because of UConn. And I would I, I think that this is actually where tech falls, um, just because you know, UConn, even though they don't have bookers there, they also have uh four players who are dropping at least 12 points a night. And then they also have uh AZ FUD who is coming back from injury. She was gone for pretty much the entire month of February, played in the Big East tournament. She's also averaging over 15 points a game. So that's just and, and they also have tons of bench scoring as well. And I think that the the biggest knock on tech, you know, they've they played well and all that. They're getting good production from just about everyone. Everyone knows their role. But I'd say the one knock is that outside of DeAsia Gregg, you really don't have much coming off the bench. Taylor Guyman is is usually only in there to relieve uh, Kit Lee or King every once in a while. And though she's been playing more, she's she's not like an offensive powerhouse. And Ashley Wusu just hasn't gotten consistent minutes whatsoever. So I think this is where Tech would slip up. I'd have to agree. I think UConn's resume is almost too good to really question in this situation. They lost to South Carolina by four. And I think there's no question that South Carolina is easily the biggest powerhouse in this tournament. And then they played Iowa. Iowa, a two seed, but really they feel like a one seed. I don't know about if you guys would feel that way too. They beat Iowa by 13. And then you go to Notre Dame, they lost by 14, which is weird. But keep in mind, Virginia Tech lost to Notre Dame by 11 earlier this year as well. They beat Duke by 28. They beat Texas by seven. They beat Villanova three times. And Villanova's a strong squad. They're a four seed in the tournament. And then they lost to Maryland and beat Tennessee by 17. I mean, this UConn team, even their losses I mentioned are notable. I, I really think it'll be a tough game. I think Liz Kitley will struggle. Gino Ariema is always going to piece up some type of coaching tactic to knock her out of the game. So I think that game will really be heavily on Georgia Amor's shoulders, and that's a lot of weight to carry against such a powerhouse like UConn. But we'll assume Tech wins, and they would move on. And assuming Indiana, like I said, we're just going to assume the number one seeds make their way all the way through. It'll be Indiana versus Tech in the first Final Four matchup in Dallas. How do we feel about that one? This is where I see the Tech pedigree kind of falling. I kind of downed Virginia Tech a lot during the season. I didn't expect them to win their last 11 games. I didn't expect them to walk through the AC tournaments. And I would honestly be shocked if they make it to the Final Four. Being Virginia Tech in a Final Four position, I don't know. It just it doesn't fill me with much confidence that they have the pedigree to advance and play against a team like South Carolina and obviously Indiana, they have a lot of great scores and a great defense. This is where this is where I think the bigger teams will just elevate to another level. And I could see Tech losing to Indiana in the final four. 
Yeah, so I mean, if we're assuming that uh, that that tech makes it through UConn, I think that this is an even tougher challenge because Indiana. I mean, just the the teams that they've had to play throughout their season uh, and the the where they were ranked at that time. So they played then U then six ranked UNC, beat them by like twenty five. They beat Mar top ten Maryland pretty handedly. Uh, top 25 Illinois and Michigan by, uh, you know, around 10 points each. They steamroll number two Ohio State. And then they they beat top five Iowa comfortably at home. And then they lost on the road. I believe that was the Caitlin Clark game where she hit that buzzer beater three. Yep. So if you, yeah, exactly. So if you take that game I don't want to say you can take it out, but that that is a, a you know sort of a, a once in a season type shot. I don't think Caitlin Clark is going to do that type of thing again. So, top five team in the country, Iowa. You're you're ahead of them twice, and uh, and so they, they've done well all season. It's it's really hard to say that Tech will be able to stop the likes of Mackenzie Holmes and Grace Berger, who, you know, Holmes is averaging over 22 points a game, which is absolutely mind boggling. And I, I think Tech's inexperience also would, uh, would really come into play at this stage in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, I get what both of you are saying here, but somehow just, I have this weird gut feeling about that Indiana game where, with UConn, I really don't see a world where Tech wins. I mean, it'll be a close game, don't get me wrong, but I think probably eight times out of ten, UConn wins. Against Indiana, I like Tech's odds. I think the one-two punch, punch of Kitley and Georgia Amor, I think it'll work against this um, Indiana team. It, it's just a weird gut feeling I have. I see Tech, Tech winning this game and going to a final if they make it there, and I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that Something about this Virginia Tech team, it feels like if they're in a semifinal, I just I have a feeling that they're a lock for the final. Interesting. Well, now we move over. This is the one Virginia Tech game we're not going to talk about. It's going to be uh, South Carolina Stanford. Who do we think on that battle of the ones gets through? I think South Carolina gets through. I don't think anything is stopping South Carolina this season. 32 and 0. They haven't. Yes, they've had a couple of close games, but they mostly steamrolled through absolutely everybody. They're shooting 47% from the field. The one weak thing about their team that I can find is their free throw percentage, which only sets at like 70%. But if the one thing that's wrong for team is the amount of free throws you hit, then I think you're a pretty clear favorite to win it all. Yeah, it just, it's just, it's baffling how good they are. They're really insane. And it's... It, it, it would be a surprise if they don't make the final. I'll, like I'll say that just because and and five thirty eight also. Uh, I was checking it with my roommate the other day. South Carolina it has over a seventy five percent chance just to make the final, and when you're going up like if if the one seed that you're going against is Stanford Stanford and you have a seventy five percent chance to make the final, that speaks volumes to just how dominant your team has been. And I think from the outset, you know, South Carolina, people were really high on, but time after time this season, they've just, they've just proved to us over and over again, why we should have that faith in them. They're absolutely insane. 
Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous when you just look at their numbers. They average 81.4 points per game, and they only give up 51.1. So that means basically in every game they're winning by 30, which obviously that's not the exact stat, but that would be like the rough equate, like what roughly what it would equate to. So I agree. I think it's safe to put South Carolina in here. So then we get Virginia Tech versus South Carolina. How do we feel about that? As much of a Hokie fan I am, like I said earlier, I don't see anybody stopping South Carolina. I frankly I hate to say it. I don't see it being a very close game. Not, not because Tech doesn't have the ability to keep it close, but because Tech doesn't have the pedigree. I mean, South Carolina fosters winners like this now, and they're going to – they have the ability, and they won't shy away on the big stage. I know Tech did it in the AC Championship. and I know they did it in big games throughout the uh, ACC season, but – they lost Notre Dame and Notre Dame and another one of those kind of court powerhouse teams in the women's basketball and South Carolina's South Carolina's gonna win that game I'd say yeah I I think it would be foolish to to even consider any uh, like any other team to win other than South Carolina but especially Virginia Tech for a variety of reasons again I mentioned just like lack of depth off the bench i'd say the the five starters and deasia greg off the bench they've done well they've been conditioned throughout the season to sort of shoulder a bunch of the playing time but i mean teams in the past like notre dame and duke have really showcased how to beat this team and if you're able to shut down georgia amor and liz kitley then it's it's pretty much game over for the hokies and in South Carolina, they got the the number one projected overall pick in the WNBA draft in Aaliyah Boston. So it's it's pretty much South Carolina all the way. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Just out of curiosity, I started looking through the Greenville one side of the bracket for any possible upset where I don't think South Carolina makes it to the final. And there's none. I mean, Notre Dame's a three seed and Maryland's a two seed. And I think South Carolina beats both those teams by 15. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where obviously it's March madness and upsets happen. But, I mean, no one has upset South Carolina all year. And I don't think there's anything from that will stop them or any team that even makes it close. And we had Virginia Tech losing to UConn, Eshan and I. And then, Connor, you had them losing to Indiana. So, I think if they somehow make it to the final against South Carolina, it will not matter. They're not pulling that one off. So, uh, South Carolina, we have winning the whole thing, which I think is the safe bet we've all agreed on. But, hey, still, Virginia Tech has a very strong chance to make a deep run in this tournament. Nevertheless, we'll see what happens. But let's pivot over to the men's side in the uh, not in tournament tournament, as I like to call it, the NIT. They play Cincinnati on Wednesday. How do we feel for that matchup for the men? I, I, I honestly can't tell you. I could see Virginia Tech kind of getting that team chemistry and being cohesive and winning that game by a decent 10 or 15 points. I know Cincinnati is a good team, but I know Tech, I mean, Virginia Tech, they beat UVA, Duke, UNC. I know they're all at home, but there's still three big teams to beat. It's a question of just the team chemistry and just how much to keep their energy up. I was at the game when they lost to NC State in the tournament, and I 
I saw fear in the Virginia Tech players' eyes. So it does scare me to go up against a team like Cincinnati, a team that can win. But I think if, team, if Tech does stay cohesive, they can win. Yeah, I, Connor, I, I appreciate your unique perspective on there because you were down there. So you saw firsthand what the team was like uh, in postseason basketball. And it doesn't exactly help that they ran into the 2018 Warriors in the ACC tournament. <laughs> um but yeah, this this men's team has been hard to read all season for tech fans just because, I mean, there's just, there's been so much that has kind of gone wrong for this team. It's the, it's the injuries, you know, Couture obviously missing, I'd say a stretch of about five games in the middle of the season really didn't help. Um, there's the absence uh, for, of, of, Darius Maddox for a decent chunk of the season, which obviously he's still dealing with some family issues and we wish him well. Um, there's there's Rodney Rice, who has only recently come into the team. He's been injured for pretty much the entire season. And MJ Collins is, uh, is in the starting lineup and he's playing with a face shield and he gets bodied half the time and, and takes elbows and, 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 you know, punches to the face. And he's still somehow in there, which is crazy. So they've got that like injury front going and then there's hot and cold shooting. There have been so many games throughout this season where they've just, they've had a great half and then a horrible half. uh, And that's sort of doomed them against certain teams. And then other times it's just been really horrible luck. I remember, so a couple examples of this, NC State obviously in the tournament. I mean, you just run into a white hot team like that there's nothing really much you can do. NC State shot over 50% from three, over 60% from the field, and led 53-26 at halftime. Tech scored 51 in the second half and still lost by 20. So, I mean, that's just crazy. Clemson, when they when Tech went down to South Carolina to play Clemson, Clemson was 0 for 8 in the second half from three. And both teams were shooting poorly. And then Clemson hits the game-winning three with like two seconds left to win. So it's things like that. I'd say the team is probably better than their record represents. But it's it's tough to make a prediction on them. I'd say that the team is probably hungry because, you know, Rodney Rice is healthy. Gunnar Gator has been healthy for a long time. Uh, Collins has been playing decently. Uh, Malachal Poteet has really come into his own this season. Uh, and Connor, I'm pretty sure you were there in the press room with me after the pit game when, yep. uh, when Mike Young basically like Poteet is a huge guy. He is 6'9, 265. <laughs> I have worked, uh, games at Castle where I've stood next to the guy and the dude is an absolute unit. And Mike Young said that he has a backside as broad as the front of a Buick. So, like, this team has a lot of talent. So I'd say that I've, I would like give them a good chance to beat Cincinnati on the road, but it's really just tough to get a read on them because injuries, poor shooting, bad luck have really just doomed the Hokies all season. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes down. Well, it's no secret that Virginia tech lives or dies by the three. And I think it comes down to how well they shoot on the night and, merely based off just the recent games they've had 
I think they're due to have another cold night. And so my personal feeling is that they lose against Cincinnati. Well, fair. I think this has been a pretty great talk. Um, any, any things you guys would like to add before we sign off here? Uh, I'll say I don't think this is really an important thing for most people in uh, in 3304, but any like any one of the seniors will remember Landers Nolly from our freshman year. He was playing at Tech, and now he leads Cincinnati this season in points per game. He's uh he's averaging like 16 points a night, and so I believe this is his first time playing Tech. No, no, no. We played him once when he was at Memphis. So I think this is the second time now that we play him uh, since he left Tech. So it's that's just a personal interest that I have sort of uh, dating all the way back to freshman year. And I can say I watched that Memphis game last year that Tech ended up losing. And I don't remember Landers Nolly playing well. I, I know uh, Memphis beat us. I know it was a good game. I know it was sad after it. But I remember watching Landers Nolly. I don't think he performed super well. So maybe I, Tech will I have that slight advantage. Well, we'll just have to wait and see for Wednesday. Uh, I think it's about time we end this one. So for Connor Marty and Ishan Lamba, I'm Robert Bateman, and thanks for tuning in to the 3304 Sports Podcast.